0: And the season is now upon us. Welcome to our podcast leading in to round one. We have to release it a day early here on Monday night. Uh, we also do not have the lineups. as Obviously, they're going to get posted on Tuesday. But uh, for this first week, we need to get in. Uh, ...before the Thursday kickoff between the Roosters and the Rabbits. So coming up on this podcast, first off, we'll be speaking to Nick Tedeschi, the publisher of The Punter's Guide. He had that in 2013. It was a great success. We'll be talking to him again about 2014 Punter's Guide, as well as his predictions for the season ahead. Uh, After him, we'll have MG on. As always, he'll also be giving us his thoughts and predictions for the upcoming season in 2014... Sporting Bet is our new betting sponsor. We were with Centervet, and uh, we've moved on now to Big Brother Sporting Bet. So Andrew Brown will be joining us from Sporting Bet with all the odds and the lines for the upcoming fixtures. And then everybody's favourite at the end of the show, we'll have Mr Gossip on with any predictions for 2014. Here's news, and we'll be starting our tipping comp up again and finishing off with me and Brock discussing uh, the games coming up in Round 1 of the 2014 NRL season. Uh, to the best of our ability as we obviously don't have the lineups but for now let's jump straight into our interview with Nick Tadeshi.
2: Alrighty welcome uh, Nick Tadeshi. who's uh, we had him on last year released his Punners guide for 2013 and he's back again in 2014 with another edition and uh, I've got to say mate it's a pretty good read as always for the punters
3: oh, Much. It's uh, it's good to be back on, boys. It's uh, it's a great podcast. And uh, yeah, look, it's uh, uh, plenty of work. The opponent's got into the 2014 season. It's bigger and better than the the last three years. And I hope it'll keep on growing as a a brand. But well, it's a book not just for, uh, not just for gamblers or punters, it's a book
2: for anyone who loves footy. and am happy to There's a few new angles so a to fans as to how their team will travel. Yeah, I think uh, it's probably a leader in terms of um, statistics, I think, personally, and especially as a coach. Um, there's some stuff in here that I don't think NRL clubs are, are keeping track of. So, um, Last season, mate, we, we had a chat about just some different things. If you're going to have a bet, um, I remember one thing stuck in my mind if we're backing in the wet, back the unders. Um, that was one thing that uh, stuck in my head. Was there anything that came out of last year that you think is relevant uh, moving forward into 2014?
3: Oh, look, it's, it's very much the, the same thing there, mate. Uh, if, it's, if it's in the wet, uh, uh, back the under. But one, one significant change, uh, and I think it's certainly going to play a, a bigger impact this year was uh, uh, the game certainly sped up a bit more last year with the, a, a few few rule tweaks and uh, uh, and, and others were much more back in it than they had been in previous years now, I think with the new, the new uh, rules relating to, to uh, tax replacing scrums in certain situations and, uh, and and the zero tackle from a 20 metre tap I think uh, we we'll going to see a faster game I think uh, you'll be looking at the overs this year a lot more often than you probably would have. Obviously, games in the wet, you want to head away from. But, uh, that's one little angle that came out of it. Yeah. Another angle, I think that last year, one team's getting a little more points. Uh, You've just got to be on them every time. It doesn't matter if they're a terrible team like the West side just Parramatta. They covered a lot last year. Mm. They've covered a lot for the last four or five years. And you just need to be on that home underdog with the start. Every time, when they get a big
2: start. It's funny you said about the uh, new rules because we've um, obviously started the junior rep season at Penrith, and we're having a look at just sort of how many plays in comparison to last year with the you know the new rule changes. And um, I think on average in, an, uh, in a Harold Matthews game, which is a sixty minutes, we're getting probably thirty or forty more plays than what we did last season. So um, it is relevant, and I suppose the NRL is going to be even more than that. So.
3: That's that's huge and exactly right. And even rules like uh, uh, the captain's only allowed to come out once and a half. That's well, not taking any time off the clock usually. It's uh, it's not it's stopping it teams from getting a breather. I just want to say, but I've been so yeah. I think mean, yeah, there's a of rule changes. I think uh, I think once once we we're going to see a lot more points.
2: Yeah, I think also it suits the more mobile fitter team as well. Um, we we played the doggies last week, and they're a, a big pack, and um, they sort of they really fatigued at the back end of both halves because the, the game's just so free flowing. It's got to be sort of a double knock on or a, a kick out into touch um, where you get a scrum. Otherwise, the, the guys aren't getting any breaks, so it's going to be Absolutely. really interesting. It's
3: taking the game back to the little man, which I think is a, a, a very good thing. I think it's, uh, the game in the mid-90s, when I went to they changed went too far towards helping uh, the, the big the big man. Mm. I think uh, over the last kind of, seven or eight years, it's kind of been pulled back a little bit. These rules are really you know, helping sure, at the back end of the halves, little, little dodgy uh, half-backs, five eights, full-backs, they'll be able to really entertain and really, really put some points on
0: Nick, one for me that I love is the uh, close but no cigar, and I was just amazed to see uh, you know, how it flipped year after year and as far as the close games were concerned.
3: Yeah, look, absolutely. Look, uh, we made a close game in here by uh, uh, wins or losses of uh, six points or less. You know, one try could be the bounce of a ball, could, you know, could be an intercept. But that kind of luck tends to even itself over, out over a period of time, and as you see in the, the front of the book, Teams with a very good record in close games, and they always come back to the field uh, the next year. And teams who have over- luck in close games, the prime example is Cornell in 2008. They had a, a ridiculous record, they were thirteen and 3 in close games. Uh, what I said is that they've probably been overrated. They've had their fair share of luck. I'll probably come back to the pack the next year. They certainly did. not The team to look out for this year is the Roosters. They went 7 and 2 in close games last year, and they might uh, they might come back to the pack. And I, I, I know most punters are to the back in the grand final, but that's very much a case of uh, every year you the know, defending premiers uh, that to, to go around again. So mm-hmm. I, I,
2: I'll, I'll probably have a mind here, but uh, I don't think
3: I'll be in the grand final. I don't think I'll be in the top Oh, there you go. Fairly big prediction. <laughs> uh, the other one for me
0: is the the forecast ladder. I had a look at that at the end there, and obviously it's published before injuries and all those kind of things. But I had Newcastle running second. Um,
4: yeah, look, well, I'll just
3: show you some news articles the Guardian. and uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I bet one of those sides, I you think know, the rule changes really, really suit a very mobile side. Mm. And I think these new rules also suit uh, your, your punchy outside backs, so your, your type of, you know, Dan Gagas and, and Joseph Lillias and Lewis, uh, who, who can really bust a line open and you know, get them involved in front of tired forwards. I think they're going to have a really good year. Well, the loss of Jared Mullen certainly helps, and they haven't had the best off-season with uh, yeah. with incident after incident. Uh, yeah. And lots of Russell Packers, I was quite excited about him, I mean, you can't not he is exactly the kind of player that they needed. Look, lots of Jeremy Mullen I like Mullen without without loving him. I don't think he's a huge blow as long as they kinda of do the right thing. And without you know, I think the right movie is probably playing Darius Boyd at five eight. I think they'll be they'll be fine there. Uh I think the rules suit them. I love their depth across the board. They've got a pack. They've got a pack to Henry any pack. they back row Scott Smith. Rockow, Houston, mckinnon yeah, the list goes on. So I think they're a tough team, and Wayne Bennett—he get, he gets when, when Wayne Bennett improves the team. they don't progress too much next year. I, I think they'll be, be able to look to great for sure.
2: Well, that's the one thing on their on their side—that's for sure. The super coach, mm. um, and it's—I think I've had a look at some you know previews and um, you know sort of media releases and stuff that are having a look. Pre-season, I don't think a lot of people have accounted for the rule changes. I think they've just done the, you know, the general generalised previews and not sort of look too too hard at it. But um, they, I did have a look at it. I sort of thought um, teams like you know the Titans and, and sides like that that are play a little bit more football. It might suit them um, because they they tend to want to throw the ball around and play up tempo a
3: little bit. Um, and so Paris per- are another team I
4: think who are really going to flow under these
3: eagles. Yeah. A fast backline, a player a larger tail, a Brown of those kind of flex players, yeah, kind of playing the backline, playing anywhere, doing a lot of things right. they are really well suited
0: to new rule changes. Yeah, when we talk about general previews, the one that really annoyed me over the last few days, as you know, you obviously take an interest what people involved with football got to say, but nrl.com they put up their previews, half the time they're not even willing to hang it out there and predict a place they're given teams within a range of four spots or we think they might be in the bottom forwards, you know, it's a bit broad yeah. a bit broad in general, I think you'd be a little more direct if you're the direct source of information as far as previews are concerned Yeah,
3: look, it's, uh, it's always annoying to see, see people sit on the fence, and it's certainly something you won't get on the putter's guide, uh, uh, for good or ill, uh, I'll take a stance and, and uh, sometimes it pays off sometimes not, not, not I think one of the one of the problems with the previews is I think a lot of people actually uh, you know, in their mind they, they kind of almost rewrite history rewrite what happened like, rewrote what happened last year yeah. mm. and all they do is remember the, the, the positive of the Roosters the Roosters were a great team last year no question All deserved to win the cop they were the best team by a long way but you know teams like South they faded in the finals but South were with, with, with the Roosters the entire way last year uh, and teams like Newcastle they come, they come really good in the finals last year and you've got to uh, look at what makes a team good, what makes a team struggle, and, and adjust to those changes. Not just go, well, Ben Barber's going to the Broncos, so all of a sudden I'm going to have a great year. It doesn't work that way. You guys know football. It's, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's about a lot of little pieces, and you're just that, getting that balance right. Uh, I don't think a lot of the previous kind of factor like that stuff,
0: yeah. mm, Well, I agree with you there. Like From being a football player, not somebody just writing in the paper, I think Ben Barber leaving is probably the best thing that could have happened because there seemed to be a lot more. Uh, you know, problems or within the team rather than just his playing ability on the field, which we definitely didn't see last year.
2: Yeah. so well we all know that it's the eighty minutes on the field is the shortest amount of time during the week, isn't it really? I mean that's not a representation of what's going on for the you know ninety nine point nine percent of the the time that they spend, which is the rest of the week um, and if they're not getting along behind closed doors and which was pretty clear they weren't last year, um it does have its effect on the field, that's for sure.
3: Oh, absolutely. Look, it's uh, uh, Ben Barber had to go from Canberra. There's any no question about that. The only kind of concern for, from, from Canterbury's point of view is their, their inability or their, their uh, uh, inability to, uh, to get Josh Hoffman from Brisbane. Look, getting rid of Barber was a, a, a smart move, uh, but probably should have negotiated the uh, Hoffman's uh, release. Uh, yeah. Within
0: the uh, uh, within that deal, yeah, couldn't agree more. Well, I'm very surprised that they, you know, couldn't come to a mutual agreement. Seeing they did that deal, I f- would have thought the Broncos would have come to the ballpark a little bit more and maybe said, "Well, look, uh, you know, we handed over that money and we took him off your hands. How about we just do the reverse and meet in the middle again?" So nobody's really lost out. We've both got a fullback; they're both happy. But uh, it doesn't yep. seem to be going down with that kind of diplomacy, which really surprises me.
2: Yeah,
3: I mean, think call whole Canterbury at a very. Uh, uh, I guess at a, a, a transitional time when, when Tom Greenberg was just on his way out, yeah. Raylene Castle was just finding her feet. I think Raylene will be will be good. she executive one day. I think you that, but at the moment, you know, she's, she's probably sort of finding her feet first first full off season, and, and maybe uh, maybe at the bunker is uh, a little too uh, much at uh, at base day there. And, and, and Paul hasn't had a uh, fair share of uh, the uh, underhanded politics of this rugby
2: league. Yeah, very much so. Uh, especially with them playing each other round one as well. I think there's yeah. a bit of fun and games going on because of that. Absolutely. Well,
3: I wouldn't be surprised if Hoffman rejoiced to count
2: about after that game. Yeah, time. that's sort of what we're hearing, so well, got to it, be yeah. interesting to see if it
0: happens. Well, I hope so, just for Hoffman's sake. Not you know, It's not that I'm a Bulldog supporter or Hoffman, I've got much interest, but he's too good to be sitting on a wing up there,
3: mm. that's for sure. When you look at their key position and the lack of creativity they've got up there, it's, it's astonishing that, uh, that Hodges would come out of the two season and declare him not good enough uh, to turn him to be shuffled around all last year. I so, thought, and because they made some very odd decisions last year. I like thought Corey Norman was one of their best players before he got sacked.
0: Yeah, so yeah,
3: very good. was, we're we're was um, we're deserving of fullback, and there's some very odd things done last year. And uh, it doesn't look like too much has changed up there
0: looking at the recent trials. Yeah, well we had a bit of banter the other day with somebody on face uh it was at Twitter who was just hammering Andrew McCulloch, but Andrew McCulloch was the emerging uh, you know, Queensland hooker behind Cameron Smith before Griffin somehow last year decided that he was a forty minute player and he'd play Peter Wallace part time in a position that he's never played and he pretty much just ruined Andrew McCulloch. Mm.
3: It was astonishing, you know, I'm, and I'm a big rapper, Andrew McCullough. He's a yeah, kid has got 120 games under his belt already. Yeah. He's he, he 23, 24, I think he's going to get I think with the, the right kind of coaching and getting his confidence back, he's one of the few in the game that can play it.
0: Yeah,
3: exactly. We 40-minute hooker thing. I wouldn't say it's been proven to be a, a fallacy, but it has generally seemed to have been a, a waste of a couple of replacements and a, and a position spot in recent times. Yeah, the good hookers play 80 minutes. Yeah, problems like Penrith have done it really well because have got different types of players, C.E. Arrow and, and Kingston. Kingston's all, both playing, yeah. and that, a couple of people who play it. And that's the kind of right way to play Playing just yeah, Ben Hart and McCulloch, and then McCulloch and Wallace,
0: because sort of yeah. yeah, i Yeah. Realistically, we all know there's only really three big 80-minute hookers in Luke, Farrah, and Smith, but I really thought that Friend and McCulloch were the other two that were justified to be playing uh, 80 minutes for their clubs at all time, yeah. and, and Michael Ennis obviously as well. But, and uh, even Matty
3: Ballon, you know? Something yeah, or like well, Matty Ballon as well. Going. And regardless, so I, don't, I think Ennis has certainly dropped off for his, his contribution in recent times, but... I would, I'd rather see him play eighty minutes than, than just have a pointless guy on the bench come on and play fifteen minutes off the off the tie, for no real
2: reason at all. Well, this was our big bugbear during
0: yeah. Origin.
3: Well, I don't don't like this about couldn't. I don't like it
0: about Mortimer with the Roosters. To be honest, I think he's yeah. a wasted spot on their bench.
2: Yeah, especially with the with the guys they've got you know, in their squad. But the, the fact that Laurie Daly picked bloody Josh Reynolds, who didn't play him in game one. I know we won game one, but went around in game two and and uh, didn't play him. It was just really really strange. The
3: other one for me... If you've got a utility, you've got to have a utility. who can play lock forward and at least give you 25, right. 30 minutes. Uh, I don't know if can do that. Yeah, Greg Bird, if he was off, off the bench, does that. with Willis. You can't go play a uh, Jamie Beera. You know, I've no idea what playing. i uh, George Reynolds, who is very much a specific uh, uh, five-eight halfback. Uh, just in case there's injury. If there's an injury, well, then you're probably going to lose the game anyway. Mm. Yeah.
2: Exactly yeah. right. I, I don't understand why you uh, you would coach for something that might happen. You, you need to coach for you know what you uh, you know before a ball's kicked. What you think is more likely to happen, which is you probably won't get an injury. I um, mean, you just pick your best side to give you the best chance to win the game. It's just ridiculous.
3: Uh, absolutely, and. uh uh, it it made no sense to me last year, and uh, sadly, I think it'll probably happening in this year. It, uh, New South Wales decided to never stand alone too much, uh, so of footballs there, uh, I imagine we'll have a, a
0: utility that will get used to mm. Yeah, we love doing it. But uh, moving on, we're going to grab some predictions from you. To uh, uh, as far as the 2014 season is concerned, uh, what do you think about the premiers? Who's going to win the comp in your eyes? Uh, look, I've got, I've got South
3: Sydney on top. I know they've had a tough off season. I think this is their last chance. Uh, in this little window here, Michael McGuire is a, an excellent coach. I'm, yeah, I, lo- I love the addition of Luke Keery. His absence has kind of made me a lot more nervous than Jared Mullen's absence of, uh, at Newcastle. But uh, um, What I liked about Luke is just as that little little element of attack that, uh, and creativity, it was really missing from South last year when they sold it to me. Uh, I guess the elite team, South's really struggled to score points. I love the balance of their side. Sutton Gunlock was a great move. Uh, loved the emergence of Dylan Walker, Luke Carey. A little bit of concern outside backs
4: tomorrow, but great pack, great mm-hmm. key
0: position player. And Isaac Luke might be the most underrated player in the game. So. He's mm-hmm. at the moment, I think, pretty yeah. close to it. And what so minor premiership? You think they might get over the line as well, or somebody else?
3: Uh, look, I've got, I've got them on top uh, of the minor premiership. But, uh, yep. Obviously, it's very hard to. to yeah, predict a, a Premier you know, just go straight off and do uh, mm. you know, I think the best team are confident that that's South I've got South and
2: South will probably and at the moment Newcastle in the, in the grand final well I mean South have got uh, a few international players as well so they don't lose them to origin so they're in a better position than probably you know your Melbourne your Roosters uh, these sides that we probably expect to be up there in the running as well because they, they're going to lose origin players whereas South aren't probably going to lose as many oh absolutely South will lose Who's Greg Inglis
3: and uh, yeah, a couple of back rows that Queensland have got, but they're not no, significant losses to oh. them. On the will yeah.
4: uh, yeah, still get their hooker, unless Adam Reynolds gets his uh, uh, gets the call for the number seven. I think that'll be that's
0: be fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about your spoon, mate? This is the one that a lot of people have a bit of argument over. But who do you reckon? Well, I've uh, I've,
3: I've, I've to successfully to in the last two years, for spoon. And i both pretty good odds, actually. Uh, We've got uh, $14 and $8 the last two years. But uh, this year, i think need to race them soon. In Not involving Canberra, because I'll be doing a few right moves. I they should be off the bottom of the list here. It's between Canberra and the West Tigers. And uh, while well, the West Tigers probably have a, a roster that is probably better suited to the future than Canberra, I think that uh, the Tigers are probably the ones at the moment.
0: Mm. Yep. Well, M medalist, do you see anyone emerging new for that, or do you reckon we're going to see the same old names? So hard to predict, isn't it, with the
2: current voting system?
3: It's very, very difficult, and uh, well, there might be bug there with the M is that, uh, you know, you see the, the Brownlow medalist, so the 3-2-1, it's such an event that night, you know, people yeah, it's are top thrilled, skin. there's a lot of betting around it, there's a lot of, you know, fun with it. Uh, and, and we just put him in the paint for the first 16 rounds and there's very little fanfare on the well, daily. it's a great award I'd like to see him change it Yeah, it yeah. my bugbear for a while but
4: uh, look contenders
3: look, I think uh, I think Daly Chair is going to be really very hard to pot again but two I like it a decent odds I think uh, uh, well worth looking looking into I think Darius Boyd I know he's not a popular player but very very talented I think he's I've got to see he's due for a very big year and Sam Tompkins of the Warriors I, I, I love what I saw from the nines I know there's a lot of question marks over how, how uh, an Englishman will do over at Unistoma I think that he will have some I think he's really going to attack the, uh, uh, the voters this
2: year Yeah he's impressed he's impressed me in his first two outings that's for
0: sure and you get pretty good odds on him as well so mm-hmm. that's one to keep your eyes out for uh, Top point scorer and a try scorer you got any ideas on those? Oh, look,
3: they always, always got a One point scorer who uh, I always have a function for, for backing is Jamie out. I mean, he's scored a lot of points this year. They were a very good back line. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Jimmy Chow, as he likes to call himself, I think he'll, uh, he'll uh, score plenty of points this year. Open trial scorers. Always very wide open. Uh, yeah, you always got your likes of clearly your Artie Manu Batavaya uh, up the top. I'm not saying you'll beat top try score One I like at, uh, at very big odds, about 151, is Justin O'Neill of Melbourne. I think Melbourne will do a lot better than most teams of a uh, forecast. If, if he's going to start the season around one, I know he's, he's in doubt. I think mean, he'll uh, he'll get uh, plenty of tries this year. I think yeah, you get uh, a lot of players like uh, uh, North Queensland Carl Felt. He'll have a very good year. Yeah. For sure, uh, and at uh, at the
0: Roosters, Daniel Tupou he's up for, for plenty of tries. Nathan Merrild always scores a few, but for me, uh, I, I was hoping a smoky Justin O'Neill. Justin O'Neill, yeah, my smoky is Josh so I think he might get a few more now that he's paired up with Farai. Eh? But uh, two more, your dark horse, who you think is a uh, one that's going to sneak under the radar and a slider, a team that everyone kind of thinks is going to kill it, but you reckon they'll fall away a little bit.
3: Oh, look, I'll probably talk about Newcastle, so that'd, that'd very much be a, a dark horse. Uh, another dark horse I've got, which I guess have been pretty well found this year, but uh, uh, I think they're a big improved this year's tennis. I, I really like what they've done. I, I love Ivan Cleary as a coach. I think he's a, a wonderful mentor. He's a blue-on-glow-ranged the out there at uh, the Panthers. Uh, a team that, that most people do well, look, the, the Roosters. I think the Roosters will make the eighth, but I don't know that they're going to be as last year. They've uh, had a very long off-season. They've had a lot of players at the World Cup. It's, you know, they had everything go right for them last year. They made some very good, uh, good recruitment
4: decisions.
3: You know, everything went their way. Maloney came through, Genius came through. Both had a pretty dicey year before. I, I think the Roosters probably out of the top four. You know, uh, speaking of the eighth, uh, it's not, not the dominant
0: powerhouse. that many are projecting for? Mm, Fair enough and our final question mate if you had one last bet $100 what would be your absolute certainty this year what would you chug $100 on? Look there's a dollar certainty this is not
3: uh, not, a long shot but it's uh Certainly, value for mine
2: I'd, uh, I'd have a hundred on the Melbourne Storm to to make the top eight at a dollar thirty-three. I'd, people are off the Melbourne Storm
0: this year, but uh, mm. that's that's, that's absolute madness. Why? You want to hit a hundred away for a And that's probably it. Yeah, better than bank interest, that. Yeah, well, i to say I'm a fan, so I'm biased. But why the big three there? I don't care. They, they won't be falling out of They're making the until those weird. blokes are gone. Exactly right. You get uh, you get
3: those three, and, uh, and uh, arguably the best coach in uh, General history and quite
0: belly, no be winning. Most definitely. Well Nick Tadeshi, mate, thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, I'm sure the Punters Guide will be just as successful this year as it was in previous years, and we look forward to talking to you throughout the year. Pleasure, look forward to chatting to you, boss. All right, no worries, mate, have a good one. For all the latest rugby league gear, head into Leagues and Legends, now based at Shell Harbour, Mount Druitt Westfield and Campbelltown Mall Store. Or check them out online at www.nrlstore.com.au. fifth and last listeners, you can receive free delivery on any 2013 adult NRL jersey. Be quick, jersey selling fast. Remember, www.nrlstore.com.au. Leagues and Legends. Well now we have MG on board To get his thoughts About the upcoming season And welcome back Big fella
4: Yeah it uh Big off season um, Long off season um, but i tell you what I'm pretty pumped uh, About 2014 Especially
2: being A panther man Oh yeah I think they're going to go Real good Big fella Yeah
4: there's a There's, a, there's that air of About it isn't there there's, you kind of The whole town feels it when um, Their local Footy team's about to Do something special And um, I remember selling this same way back in the late eighties, early nineties about our, our
2: footy team. So, hmm. well, it's been uh, three years in the right? making. Yeah, three years in the making. That's for sure. So, yeah, I think
4: so. Like, you know, I think we've. When I say weave, I'm number one ticket holder, so I've got to say weave.
2: Um, I'm probably the. I think I've got tickets, but I'm probably the nine thousandth. But he, yeah,
0: no, no, but, actually, I was going to yeah, say
4: this, million. This,
2: this bloke. <laughs> this bloke can't mention the
0: Panthers without chucking himself in there somewhere every time we do a podcast. Oh, please!
4: <laughs> yeah but I am. I'm, you know, I'm. I'm. Uh, There's no air about it. So recruited well. There's um, a few injuries, I suppose, early on. But every every team seems to have gotten injuries from the nines. Yeah. And uh, I suppose you've got to have a rethink about maybe the schedule for that. I don't know
0: well, now that today they're talking about, obviously, you've got the international fixtures, the origins. They want to bring back the All-Star game and they want to have the nines. But I'm agreeing with most of the coaches and the players' association in saying that there's just way too much going on. Yeah, well, um, I, I
4: don't believe that any club thought their injury toll would be so big. Mm. Yeah. You know? um, and when we when look at like look on the surface of everything, and the... Back page of the Telegraph read, apart for the nines, um, worrying success, but, um, but lots, lots of change. Um, but then you say, okay, okay yeah, look, the, the good over overrode the the bad in the nines, but did it? Um, some major injuries to some, to some major players, which probably suggests that this type of footy, which is probably thirty to forty percent faster than NRL, because you're you doing a lot more in a bigger space and. Um their bodies just probably aren't ready for that type of bending and, and, and zipping around and, and, and stretching uh, better in the surgeon and I suppose back to back games when you cool down and try and warm up again it's
2: that's what we're saying. hamstring injuries. Well, that was my yeah. that was that my only issue with it. Like you, yeah, you up, up, cooling down, and then even late on the Sunday, I, I think they probably should play more games on the Saturday and maybe just have the finals on the on the Sunday. Um, so you've only got well, half I mean, the amount the, of teams exactly the I, I, love the, I love the concept, and I, and I think if you have to look at the positives versus negatives, it's
4: probably now that you look at the injury, probably seventy thirty in, in favour of the, the Nines, where it was probably hundred percent to nil you know in that kind of category after the game so um, I, know, I know Penrith have got a couple of injuries I know um, Newcastle have got a major one you know he's my after 12 weeks is, is massive he's um, he's just starting to, to say after so long starting to look good um, and, and living up to the promise you know he's, he's got so much talent The in the end of last year and maybe in the first couple of games of the nines I thought oh, wow he looks different a bit yeah. like Mr. For the roosters so well,
0: Questions over Barbara as well. I'm pretty sure he's right to go for round one. And Luke Keery, that's obviously throwing a spinner in the works as far as uh, South's plans were concerned. But they've got Dylan Walker there. But after watching the nines, mate, uh, the World Cup Challenge and hearing some of the trial results, is there anything that's uh, jumped out to you? Any teams or anything in particular that's jumping out to you leading into the 2014 season? Oh, one team, yeah, stands right
4: out like dog's cags. You know, that's the Warriors. Oh, the Warriors Um, for... the Warriors come out to play. Hey. I mean, yeah, um, that, looks, that looks superb in the nines. And I thought, well, uh, Sean Johnson in nines, well, that's a perfect fit. But then they played Broncos, and Broncos, for all intents and purposes, were pretty well full strength without Ben Barber um, mm. and Justin Hodges. That so. was pretty much it. So. Yeah, mate, you know, they got their, uh, their, their bum smacks. So we um, are out, but it's a, too early, I suppose, you know, to... to, to to get any real form, um, I suppose the only thing you can go by is who's uh, gone where in the off-season. And if you're looking at that, you're looking at Penrith who've probably done the best signing. Um, the Dragons got a couple of good halves, but it's, the jury's out on them. Um, mm. You know, um, I think the Cowboys have recruited pretty well too. So there's a few teams that have recruited well um, for this year. Uh, there's a few teams that are basically by anybody, like the Raiders. Uh, I think bought young Baptiste and another young kid and. Yeah, but it's set too. But I'm, not, I'm not sure about the Titans either. But um,
2: no.
4: look, you got to think the Roosters. There, you know, Roosters after the World Cup Challenge, you know, if only Bill Williams is doing this type of pass, these type of passes in round, maybe in round one, and they're not sticking. Imagine round you know, nineteen or twenty when they are sticking he's doing five or six a game. So mm. the, the skill level was going to increase a lot. But um, the Roosters, are, look, if, if I was a betting man, i would have one of the casual flutter. Um, you got to think that the Roosters Will have to start favourites and, and look like the first team Since what, the Broncos back in early 90s To go back to back?
2: Yeah, on exposed form they, they certainly look like it, last year they only used 25 players, so the, the Issue for them is going to be if they sustain injuries Can they sustain their form? Um, but other than that, on the surface of things, they definitely look the uh, the best team, that's for sure. Well, you'd think as well, with
0: 16 of the 17 grand final uh, you know team being back this year, only having lost one or two blokes like Kennedy and O'Donnell, they've already got ready made replacements in Napa, Evans, and Remy Casty comes over. You'd think they'd be even better this year. I love
4: exactly.
0: Kane Evans. He's yeah. a brilliant player. But I think they should be, realistically, the only thing for me that can stop them, like you said, is injury or their egos, because usually. We've seen it before at the Roosters over the past probably six to seven years. It seems to go good season, bad season, good season, bad season. Like Every time yeah. they seem to lay uh, some kind of foundation, the, the next year turns into grog and all kinds of problems. But I, I can't see that happening to Robinson and not after a premiership season like they've had. No, you, you mentioned
4: one name there, which is the, the, the key. That's Robinson. Mm. He's... um. Uh, Gusy Wall, who I do the um, the yes. ball team with in the morning, he um, has all to do with the Roosters. Obviously, loves the Roosters, and he said that um, he went to last year. He went and had lunch with the um, with the Roosters, and he said the respect that the players have for Robinson is he's never seen it before in any sport. Um, he speaks to them like men, and they they return the favour. And you know, I suppose having the respect of your players is is, is paramount in. Um, in any case, if, if you're going to be a coach, you, the coaching comes with it. It's getting their respect, which is the hardest thing to do as a, a coach. And the way he's uh, massaged the egos there at Roosters and, and got them playing their best footy, well, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a bit to so genius. But I still, I still think if, uh, if anything untoward happened to, to Sony Bill Williams, they'd be in trouble. Um, yeah. he's, he has such a presence and he's such a defense draw that, you know, when he's standing out wide or, You've got four banks basically going, well, what's he going to do? Um, if something happened to him, that you might say, that I'll come back to the field a lot. Um, but saying that, boy, Cordner is only 22 and he's done it all. So, um, for every player, they've got a con, haven't
2: they? Yeah, exactly. Pretty, pretty much. Plenty of depth and plenty of young players. Well, we've
0: got the others that are hanging around the top as usual, your Manly's, your Melbourne, your Souths. Do you see any of those teams sliding, or do you think that top four is uh, still pretty much separate from the rest of the con?
4: Um, you've got to think so. Um, you've got to think they're, they're separate even without a ball kicked. Uh just basically you look at the um look at them on paper, you know, the big three in, in New- uh, Melbourne, you've you've got the Stewart Brothers and and, and the Halves, um, which and you know, Jamie Lyon. With uh, Jason King was out most of the last year as well, so he's he's a pretty powerful forward to come back as well. Yeah. Other yeah. uh, those, yeah you know, uh, who knows? they they're the team that maybe if I, had to, if I had to select any team that might slip a bit, um, it could be them. You know, they. I team but Williams, uh, thing, <clears throat> with Union, uh, they kind of knew that he was going His cards were on the table, but I think it's just come a bit of a shock to to the those players about Sam Burgess leaving at the end of this year. Um, Absolutely. And you might see a subconscious drop in form, you know, from concern because of the fact that the
0: the eyes are now on another prize even though as much as people say I'm going to concentrate on this year and, and Sammy Bill Williams did it last year but there's only one Sammy Bill Williams there's no doubt about that well some uh, questions leading into the season seeing it is our predictions episode and uh, mate uh, the first one is the premiers who do you think will win the comp do you think the Roosters can go back to back or is there someone else in your mind mate
4: I'm, I'm, I think they can yeah I think the Roosters and I think the Warriors are going to have a, a, a year that I'll finish in the top four and um, also, like the Cowboys, I think it's going to be out of them three, maybe with a, with a boulder like a um, a Panthers or a, um, you know, well, who knows what the Sharks are going to bring to the table. You know, mm, course, yeah. on paper, they've got a, an unbelievable team, but the turmoil they've been through, you, you know, you couldn't forgive them. You, you forgive them for saying that, geez, enough's enough. But, you know, they can do anything. Um, but, yeah, at the moment, I would say that um, if I had to put my... You know, what's on the line, I would say that the Roosters
2: will play uh, the Cowboys in the grand final. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the Cowboys as my improver. I think uh, they were pretty unlucky last year. They started the season um, slower than probably what we expected, and then Origin hit them. And, uh, they, it was a miracle that they made the finals. I mean, they had to mm. win six or seven games straight to make the finals, and then again they got blundered out um, on the back of a rubbish refereeing decision and some controversy, so uh, I think the the change of uh, coach will, will be good for him because Henry was there for a long period of time. I think Henry's a really good coach, but uh, some of the players there just look like they needed needed a change. And uh, I think um, if if they get a little bit of luck on their side this year, plus the the new coach and Thurston's just won the Golden Boot, I, I really see them improving.
0: Yeah. What about Lewis? Mate, I'm pretty much on the roosters bandwagon. It's... Uh not that I'm the biggest fan. I'm obviously a Melbourne bloke. I think we'll still be kind of around the mix, but I think with the, the big three agent and a couple of off-season surgeries, I'm a little more worried with our situation this year. But the Roosters, for me, I don't know how uh, they can miss out on the top four or the grand final. And Outside of that, I'm probably uh, looking at the Warriors with one eye, and I, after what I've seen, I'm blown away. I think they've probably got uh, better depth than most in key positions. you still got to think Lulawai's got to come back. Locke's got to come back. Uh you know, Townsend over there, I reckon he's going to turn out to be one of the boys of the season. He looks like he's really stabilized. Johnson, friend, friend's healthy. He looked brilliant in the trials as well. So uh, with that, coupled with all those outstanding forwards, they've gotten Just a, a powerful back. War-
3: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
1: Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
3: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
2: Warriors grind. Like, I just don't know. If the Warriors play the Roosters, can they grind away? That is the question,
0: but it, I'm just... After what I've seen, I think that... Even on, in the
2: nines, they, they when they were, yeah, were allowed the, to play their football, of they, they guys, were good. Half and then, those guys
0: aren't playing first grade. But they played the Cowboys. There's some 20s in New South Wales Cups kids, I know, and you can't but take the nines.
2: You know, same thing. There was all this hoo-ha about them in the nines. Hoo-ha, hoo-ha, they're going to win. They come up against a side that can defend, and they go, bang, out the back door. Yeah, but it was
4: nines and half of them
2: are 20s kids. So I understand. I'm, not no, not I'm not I just, that. just a culture thing in, for the Warriors.
4: Yeah, well, it is. It uh, uh, definitely is. And, and that's... That's really something, that's something they really have to address, and I, I believe they will. I think that um, the, the longer they're in the competition, the, the more their players get accustomed to NRL standards. And you know, some of the some of the uh, the big Polynesian boys who are, are build like brick shithouses, once they learn the subtle hand movement um, of offloads, uh, that everything's not 100 miles an hour. Sometimes you can go 75%, and just you know, get a little before the line and at the line passing going, they could be anything, you know, and a few of their forwards are starting to develop that now, and once they all develop it, uh, look out.
2: Mm.
0: Well, what about your wooden spoon, mate? Uh, a lot of people got conjecture about that, but who do you see getting the spoon?
4: I mate, mean, I will, <clears throat> I think it's, look, I, oh, it's a hard one to pick this year, i I've said um, <clears throat> Tigers last year, um, I don't think they'll get it this year, but they'll be in the mix, I think, I um, think <laughs> I think it's going to be out of them um, and the Raiders, I think.
0: Um, no, we like the Raiders. Yeah, We've both got the Raiders down Milford,
4: there. Milford's the next actor. If Milford, you know, again, he's he's already signed for Broncos in 15, yeah. so that that could play out anyway. You know, he's only a young kid with a big future, but um, until you, you get your life settled away from the footy field, you can't produce your best and I, I don't think we've seen the best of Milford yet because he's he's always had one, one eye on home. So yeah. um, Hopefully, he proves this wrong because I, I, I think he's a good, he's a, Sensational player I'd love to see it At a higher level
0: Yeah most definitely Well what about a M, Do you see anyone Standing out for that Or do you reckon We're going to see The usual contenders Hanging around
4: Well we'll see The usual contenders um, But I'll throw in The bloke who I can't be more impressed with And I know he cost The Warriors a, a, An arm and a leg But I think he's going To be worth it And it's Sam Tompkins so I think mm. he could be A real dark horse For the, the M. Mm. He plays 20 or 22 games <clears throat> I, I think He'll be in the points Most weeks If, if, if the Warriors win um, you know he's that type of player who will be in the game all the time he's a, he's very much a, a Brett, he's a cross between Brett Hodgson and Darren Lockyer when he played fullback
1: yeah.
4: um, and he's just got the he's just such a he goes a dummy half when he has to do for a scoot and makes ground and um, yeah I, look, I love the way he plays um, I didn't think he'd be this good and he looks he looks like he's ready and tough and, and that's he could be the, the big X factor for the Warriors.
2: All right, so you see them as your dark horse, the Warriors. You think they'll be their dark yeah. horse? Obviously Penrith as well?
4: well I think Dragons too. I, I think give Dragons time. I think, look, they've only got a small pack, but if they can if they can manufacture another front rail from somewhere, bring someone up from the 20s that I'm not sure if they've got any cattle down there. But if you're going to, well, they don't have a big bobbies. You can't have Jack DeBellin and, and... Ben Crowe. Uh, and Ben trained in the front row. Yeah. Um, or Trent Marin at the front row. You know, Trent Marin's the ball playing back row. You yeah. Have him in the centres. Um, I agree. But they need some size and they need it quickly because I think they've, got, they've almost got a, a back line that can, can worry people. The two halves would have been
2: Sam Williams quick. Yeah. And then you got Young and you got Josh Dugan. So, yeah, they've definitely got the keys there. Um, what about a slider, mate? You think South might slide or is there anyone else who you think might slide out of the
4: eight? Oh, look, I. Yeah, I suppose if I had to pick one, it'd be, be them. Um, yeah. Maybe Newcastle. I think maybe Newcastle overachieved last year. We
2: agree, yeah. Uh, Newcastle, um, alarm bells yeah. are ringing now, Mullen's gone. And I, they well, don't they have, have yeah, a recognised
4: club. All okay. the boys are a year older. So, yeah, yeah. Um, in 40 terms, it's like two years older. Um, yeah. So every year you blow 20 yards, like having, you know, you've played two games or something because you've got so much energy and vitality. Once you get to 34, 35 in this game as a forward, yeah. It's, it, it takes months to get toll. Home. Mm. No, it does. And that's just genetics. Well, or
0: mate. evolution, or should say. Yeah. Well, what about a $100 sure bet? If you're going to have a crack on anything, what do you reckon?
4: Wow, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, We've only
2: got good ones around here, mate. Come on.
4: I will say, if there's a market for um, the most 4020s, I will say <laughs> that Sean Johnson will do that as well. I think is just going to have one in use.
0: Brilliant. I was going to say, if there's a market for most times going to ground without being touched, get on Chris Sandow. He's <laughs> <a> shooing. <laughs>
4: well, in so He looks good. He looks good in the early days. I know it's on the other days. We don't want speak about Parra's wooden spooners or I think everyone writes what's, what's happening to the parrot. i
2: tell you yeah. the best thing about Parramatta. We haven't heard anything out of the joint, which is That's great. Para.
4: Which is great. You
2: know, the the focus obviously for them is on the field and that's where it needs to be. Yeah, 100%.
4: That's a good
0: call. Mate, one last one for you and I especially put this one in. We haven't mentioned this with anyone else, but I love talking about it. We had plenty of conversations about this last year. Who's the first coach to get sacked? I'm on Steve Price or Griffin, but at the moment I'm kind of death-riding Griffin. Yeah, you've got to start
4: out them too. You look at the other team that, you know, Mick Potter might be one of them. You could try the mix. Um, You'd have I, to I, think. I, it I think any team that's
0: any team that's one in eight after uh, one in seven after eight rounds is going to be cool. looking for another job. All, all I can see in my in my headlights here is Kevy Walters supposedly missed out on the Cowboys' jobs because of his computer skills, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. He's gone to Newcastle. Griffin just can't take a trick. They looked absolutely horrible, and I think if they reckon ten games is the mark, I reckon if we get five or six games in and they've only got one or two wins, he'll be out. And I think Kevin Waddles will find himself saddled up at the Broncos. There
2: you go. You heard it here first.
4: That's a big prediction there from the Shephard. Well, last year, <laughs> I,
0: last year I death rode Elliot. I death rode Price. I'm just going to keep death people. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm all about it. He's an <laughs> absolute
2: narc, this bloke. I'm just going to I'm just going to keep the end on, them, but. Uh, as always, big fella, thanks for your predictions
0: and we look forward to talking to you through the year. Can't wait, boy. i we'll must have to take
4: the little bub to uh kinder gym and do a few uh, handstands. Oh, great
0: times. You're going to join in, obviously.
4: Yeah, I'm, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm just trying to squeeze in my man, Kini. I'll talk yes. to you
0: soon. No worries, mate. Have a good one. See
4: you, champions. See you, mate.
0: Well, with Sporting Bet coming on board this year, uh, the big brother of Centrebet, we welcome now Andrew Brown onto the fifth and last podcast. How are you doing, buddy?
5: Yeah, very good, Lewis. Pumped uh, for the start of the season. Exciting stuff. Looking forward to that first game on Thursday night.
2: Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a cracker. Um, we'll explain to the viewers basically what we're going to do here. We're going to, every week, Andrew's going to come on. Um, we're going to go through the games. Me and Lewis are going to pick the line or attempt to pick the line. Um, Andrew's then going to... Uh, tell us the, the line and uh, the odds um, and give you all the details um, heading into uh, the games this, or on any particular weekend where the smart money's going. So um, we tee off this week, uh, Thursday night season opener, South versus the Roosters out at ANZ Stadium. Um, I've got the Roosters as a three-and-a-half point favourite. What have you got, Louis?
0: Fair enough. Yeah, I've got the Roosters as a favourite as well. Uh, I've got five-and-a-half, though. Five-and-a-half. All right. Well,
5: Brock, it looks like you're closest. Uh, the Roosters at this stage, two-point favourites at $1.77. South's $2.05. Been a bit of backing for the Roosters, so that line might might get a little bit longer there for the, uh, for the Roosters, um, particularly with all those doubts uh, around Reynolds for South's. OK.
2: Um, Friday night, again, ANZ Stadium. The Bulldogs, they take on the Broncos. I've got the Dogs as five-and-a-half-point favourites.
0: Yeah, I've got the Dogs
5: at three-and-a-half. Okay, the Doggies, four-and-a-half-point favourites at $1.57. Split Split it. Brisbane, $2.40. Good early backing for the Bulldogs, particularly after that sort of poor trial form from Brisbane.
2: Okay. Uh, Saturday afternoon, game I'll be attending out at Penrith Stadium. Uh, The Penrith Panthers, they take on the Newcastle Knights. I've got the Panthers as three-and-a-half-point favourites, Louie. I've also got three-and-a-half,
0: so that's not really
2: helping.
5: (laughs) The Panthers, a bit of a tricky game. They are favourites, just one and a half point oh. favourites at seventy four. Newcastle, $2.10. Both sides with new halves, combos, and mulling out. So, a bit of a tricky game for the mm. Panthers this one so I'll far. Be, uh, I'll be having a crack at I that. Think, long, I think
2: that's, that's true.
0: Yeah, 100% bang on there. It's very intriguing. Penrith have got a lot of new parts there that have to come together. I think they'll come good later on, and it will be very interesting to see if Ty and Roberts can uh, hold the fort down on his own.
2: Alrighty, Saturday night at Brookvale, we've got the Manly Seagulls They take on the Melbourne Storm. I've got the Seagulls as one and a half point favourites, Louis. Well,
0: I've got the Sea Eagles at three and a half. Bang on,
2: Louis. They are three
5: Ooh. and a half point favourites. Manly, a dollar sixty. Melbourne, two dollars thirty-five. Obviously, the home ground advantage from that for Manly, and a few queries around sort of Cronk and Slater as well. So yeah, we've got Manly as the minus uh, the three and a half point favourites. Beautiful. All right, uh, the
2: nightcap, uh, the one up there. In the north of Queensland, the Cowboys, they take on the Raiders. Um, I've got the Cowboys as 8.5-point favourites. I've got them at 10.5, the Cowboys. Ooh.
5: Brock strikes back, 8.5-point oh. favourites. The <laughs> Cowboys, $1. thirty-six with Sporting Bet. Canberra, $3.15. Cowboys should be winning this one. They should
2: mm-hmm. be. Um, Sunday afternoon, ANZ Stadium. Uh, the Dragons, they take on the Tigers. Uh, I've got the Dragons, 1.5-point favourites. I've got the Dragons, 3.5-point oh,
0: favourites.
5: There you go. <laughs> Brock, you might be getting a job here soon. The oh, Dragons, <laughs> one-and-a-half-point favourites, $1. seventy-seven. The Tigers, $2.05. Um, the Dragons were heavily backed early. We had a, a better 10000 at the $1. seventy, but they've sort of drifted a little bit uh, lately, especially with Dugan uh, and the injury cloud around him.
2: Beautiful. All right, Sunday night football, probably our favourite time to sit down and watch the footy. Uh, Parramatta Eels versus the New Zealand Warriors. I've got the Warriors as five-and-a-half-point favourites in this one. Tough one. I found this one a, a pretty difficult.
0: Well, yeah. in my own mind, I had a bit of a longer line than that, but yeah. so I've reeled it back in. I'm six and a half. Uh,
5: the Warriors three and a half point favourites. Uh, in saying that, there has been a, a fair bit of support for them. They're a dollar sixty from a dollar seventy. Mm. Parramatta two dollars thirty five. So it could, you know, get out to uh, the sort of lines that you guys are talking about.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, last year the, it was a similar sort of scenario. Everyone expected the Warriors to go in there and smash Parramatta. It ended up being the other way around. Um, Parramatta towed the Warriors up so maybe that's fresh in the mind of punters but uh, Monday night footy the Sharks uh, to cap off the round they take on the Titans I've got the Sharks as three and a half point favourites Yeah I'll take the Sharks uh, one and a half
5: Okay, the Sharks are four-and-a-half point favourites at a $1.55 with Sporting Bet. The Titans, $2.45. He's bloody changing
2: his lines here on the run. Yeah, I am.
5: <laughs> An absolute cheat. cheat. I don't to clash. Two one.
2: Absolute cheat. 2-1. Yeah, well, we had a few clashes there. I right, to do something. You can't, smashed have, can't have
0: everything can be splitting, can we?
2: No. All right. Um, any any promotions this week, um, Andrew, that are coming up for Sporting Bet heading into round one?
5: Yeah, actually we've got a a cracker Brook um Brock, sorry, I should say for the <laughs> I Thursday that all night the time. <laughs> <laughs> for the Thursday
4: night and Friday night game, Bucket uh,
5: back at team head to head. If they score just 12 points or more but lose the game, you get your money back. So it's a a cracking promotion for the Thursday night game with uh, Souths and and the Roosters and the Friday night game between the the Bulldogs and Broncos. If either of those teams score 12 points or more but lose the game, you get your money back at Sporting Bet.
0: Beautiful. There's nothing any punter loves more than getting his money back. (laughs) After he gets dusted. Whether it be a win or whether it is off a dirty loss like that. But, uh, Andrew, thanks a lot for coming on. I'm sure this will uh, get better and better as the weeks go by and uh, we get get a bit more chemistry and figure out how we're going to work. You'll get better. Yeah, well, you're you're the one with the gambling problem, not me. (laughs) (laughs) Correct? (laughs) I
5: will get better. That was a pretty impressive first-up performance.
0: No No worries, mate. Thanks a lot for your time. And always remember, if you're going to have a bet, there's no better bet than a sporting bet. A big thanks again to Andrew Brown and the crew at Sporting Bet for coming on board this year. The the upgrade from Centrebet has been nice, and uh, it's great to have them on board. They're very good backers of the show.
2: All right, we'll explain how that's going to work. Like every week, we're going to just come on. Uh, Me and Louis are going to predict our lines, obviously, before we uh, go on air um, of a a Monday night once the the round wraps up. Uh, The lines are released usually on Tuesday um, at noon. Uh, This week we got a bit of a scoop there on the lines. They're not actually up until tomorrow. We're recording this on Monday. But what's going to happen, we'll just predict the lines. Whoever's closest gets the win. If we've both got the same line, obviously it gets split. And then we'll just keep a track of who wins every week. So that's one win to me. Um, Louis on the duck egg and we'll we'll go again next week. So um, I picked, I think, five lines there. Um, Not bang on, but I was closest on five. And we split two of them and Louis won one. So... Mm. um, as I said
0: before, we can tell who's got the gambling problem. Exactly. <laughs> so, someone here studied a lot of form guides. And, uh, <laughs> some of us over here just don't punt that much. But if I do have a punt, it is with sporting, but there's no mm, doubt tops. about that. But, uh, moving on now, we'll have Mr. Gossip on. We're going to start our tipping comp up again for this year, so we'll see what's going on there. Uh, he will give his predictions for the 2014 season, as we have done, and Nick Tedeschi and MG. So at the end of the year, we've obviously got a good gauge there of who was uh, correct. And last but not least, any news that he may have in the pipeline, he'll be giving to us. So, joining us now, Mr. Gossip. Now, it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. And it's the return, the big wig, the man who scrapes all the information out of the bottom of the barrel and serves it up to you, fresh and daily, it's uh, Mr Gossip. What's going on, buddy?
1: Hey, gentlemen, how are
0: we? Not too bad. Did you get a tan or what?
2: Uh well, geez, Yeah, Jesus, it seems like a long off season, doesn't it? Mm, yeah, I know. Well, that only ended sort of December for us anyway, but um, yeah, it rolls around pretty quick and for uh, all, all the better for it having it back anyway. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I'm glad
1: all the preseason and
0: nine shit's over, we can get into it. Yeah, yeah. Well obviously we don't have too much cooking in the pipeline. Uh we obviously one issue but we don't need to touch on that. But mate, predictions for the year. uh what are your thoughts coming up for this season? Uh your, your premiers first of all. Uh premiers look, I think
1: um everyone would agree with what most people would agree, and that's just the roosters. I just you can't go past the roosters and their and their lineup. I think they've got the best lineup in the comp and Yeah, they haven't really lost anyone. Um, So, yeah, I think they'll go back-to-back, the first club to go back-to-back since the Broncos in the Super League days. Yeah, I
0: think everyone probably agrees. The only thing that could really stop them this year uh, would be a combination of, obviously, injuries, origin, and and themselves, pretty much, because they really do have a loaded side. Bit of player unrest. Yeah, pretty much. But on the flip side, uh, minor premiership, I'm guessing you're dishing out to the Roosters as well?
1: Yeah, they were consistent last year, and um, yeah, they don't have a whole lot of origin stars. Um, I mean, it depends, I guess, if they go with Mitchell Pearce again. But look, either way, I just you know I think the Roosters are just too consistent.
2: Yeah, they've got good depth too, so
0: they can that, cover their key positions. That's the beautiful thing for them because it's Jennings disappears, they just put Orbison out there, and Kenny Dow moves to a wing, uh, and in the halves they've probably got some of the better depth. You've got Mortimer who's played in a grand final as a half. Uh, they got Samasone Lange from last year who's played for Tonga and played some NRL and they've just stolen uh, former great for them Kevin Hastings. His son Jackson is one of the hottest sought after properties in, in the junior ranks. He's another halfback so they've got coverage in those positions. He's a good
1: little player. There's a few clips on uh, on him on YouTube if you look his name up. Jesus little flyer.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, they've definitely got their, their stuff sorted out. But uh, what about the, the Spoon, mate? This is probably the one that a lot of people are juggling a couple of teams around with.
1: Yeah, look, I predicted the Dragons last year to get the Spoon, and I reckon they would have got it if they didn't sign Dugan halfway through the year. Jeez, um, the toss-up for me between um, the Dragons and the Tigers, but I
2: think the Tigers might have a little bit more depth than the Dragons, so I'll go the Dragons the second year in a row. Well... Oh.
0: Steve Price says he's got the team he wants and gossip. Let's go. For the power <laughs> <the> swing. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, Steve Price won't see, see uh, Origin. He
1: will he be gone by Origin. He'll be gone
2: by, gone by Easter. A lot of people are predicting. Yeah, well, so. I'm Death Riding Griffin first, but, you know, either yeah. way. So. Oh, I think the Dragons will be improvers, so um, that's just me.
0: Someone, someone's it's, going It's, it's good. Thing.
2: I think, like last year, we all sat here and said eels, 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 eels. So it's good that there's a bit of conjecture about who's going to get the spoon. So
0: Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's nice not for everyone to just be able to heap on Parramatta for once. Yeah. But, uh, what about the Dallier, mate? That's one that uh, there's obviously a regular field, but uh, do, you, do you have somebody in mind, an outsider, or someone from the regulars? No,
2: it's, um, I think look, I think Thurston'll get it now. He's got little bubs and all that crap's out of the way for him. He can just concentrate on his footy. Um, I'm
0: expecting a big year from the Cowboys. Then JT, I'm with you. Yeah, I Brock's the, I the same. I've kind of slipped my uh, reservations back a little bit after throwing so much weight behind him last year. I've still got him in my eight, but uh, I'm not going to be chucking the grand final prediction there like I did last year. They really did me a uh, good did me a good burn. The old Cowboys, <laughs> but. Uh, big fan, but what about top point scorer, mate? Who do you think's going to carve that one up? Oh, geez, this is a hard one. Uh, back in
1: the days, you just select Kazimel Masri every year and you'd win. Jeez, um, you got to look at a good goal
0: kicker. Uh, well, I guess, look, Thurston looks like he might be goal kicker now with Cootie out, so I'll go JT for that as well. Brill. He's on board the, the Jonathan Thurston bandwagon big time, this <laughs> bloke. <laughs> yeah. No, well, top try scorer. You're obviously going to go Dave Simmons, and he's your best mate. Oh, the podcast's
1: favourite winger. A <laughs> uh, winger of the i <laughs> uh, uh, Yeah, look, I'll go, I'll go Simo. I did have him penciled down here. So. Oh, wow. he yeah. Yeah, Simo, he did,
0: mate. He, he literally did have him penciled down. I, I'm just playing games, but all right. Nah.
1: He's, he's down. scored
0: he's a hat trick against the Eels a couple of weeks ago in the trial. Mate, I'll, give, I'll, I'll give you the hot dip, hot tip at eighty one dollars if he uh, stays healthy. Josh Mansour, because they've put him on Faray's side now. So get ready to see Simmons show his real colours. <laughs> 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 Ivan Cleary's not uh, Ivan Cleary's not a dumb bloke. He's figured that one out and said, if that bloke can score four on the other side running off no one, I'm going to put him with Faray and this will turn into absolute bullion. Uh, to say that saucer has
1: got his gloves on this year.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. What about your dark horse mate? Who's uh, who's the team you think is going to surprise everybody?
1: Look, everyone's saying pennis, but I'm going to steer away from pennis because, um, as you know, boys, I'm not a huge Cowboys fan, um, and I'm not just saying this because of the nines. But I think the Cowboys. Um, uh, from all the rumours I'm hearing up north,
3: is they absolutely hate everyone. They hate their mothers. They hate their fathers. Hate everyone after what
1: happened to them at the end of last year with the NRL um, they're filthy and everything so oh. uh, you know what? And, you know,
2: Queenslanders like wouldn't that have that uh, us and them mentality so mm. beware of the Cowboys this yeah, year I think. I've, I've
0: got them up there brilliant I've got them up there I just like that they hate their mothers and their fathers if they're standing just <laughs> yeah. a complete, just a complete <laughs> hate train towards everything and everyone Good. Uh, also, they do they hate everything up there they've
1: got that siege mentality up there they've just won the nines I'm not basing it on that boys I couldn't give a shit about the nines but it just goes to show their
0: mentality mm. Yeah, well, they'd be pretty dirty too if it was tropical 38 degrees and 90% humidity every single day but, but, uh, what do you, what, what you reckon? <laughs> That's right. That's mid-strength. None of that. None of that. In New South Wales. But uh, what about a slider, mate? Who do you think is going to uh, drop away a bit this year?
1: I think it's a pretty easy one boys, I think it's the Bulldogs, um, they've lost their x-factor. Uh, we saw how bad they went last year when Benny Barber was on the park. Um, I think the Bulldogs are going to have to try to change their strategy a little bit, maybe have to go back to the 80s and just uh, bash people out of games. Yeah. Uh, but they do like to go side to side a lot, so yeah, I think the Bulldogs will be my slider. Although having said that, I've got them in the 8th but just. Yeah, we're the
0: same mate. Well I've got them at 8th, we both had Newcastle I think. Uh, a lot of people keep saying that Mullen's really not that important, but I think it's a combination of things. It's Mullen, uh, can Roberts handle on his own? Is Gidley going to last a full season playing in the middle? He's broken down numerous times. And uh, the Ford pack, you know, they're another year older, so not too sure about Newcastle just yet. But uh, last but not least, mate, $100 certain bet for the year. If there was something you were going to chuck a hundo on, what, what do you think's an absolute shoe in?
3: Uh, New South
2: Wales to win the
1: series.
2: Oh, <laughs> boy. He, he. God. Every year. We didn't need it. Every year. There it is. <laughs> He's thrown New South Wales under the bus. It's without time. I've if we,
0: if we, if we, if
2: we heard that for the last five years. We've never we've
0: never gone into a series without just shutting our pipe holes. Oh. And it, I think that would do us the world a good bud. Oh, I'm, I'm just scared. I'm scared what Laurie is going to do this time around. He thinks that he's got it all sorted, but I'm not so sure that we can trust Laurie. And if Tommy Rodonicus' words are anything to go off, uh, yeah, Laurie... Pressure's on, son. Mm. Tommy's after your JOB. The knives are out. That's right. All right, well. I suppose we've got all your predictions. We'll see who comes up trumps at the end of the year out of us three. But back to what we love doing last year. Let's see who's going to come up trumps in the uh, the tipping comp year two. What, what was oh. it last year? You guys had a draw, didn't no, you? No, well, it Brock was a draw and I won the tiebreaker. So we had
2: to get all bloody World Cup series just yeah. to sort it out. Bad luck. Yeah, bad luck. Poland but, Germany or something
5: in the World well,
2: Cup. Lineup. You are. You did a. I did a Stephen Bradbury. Basically, I had to just go against you. Wait for you to fall to over, up. and you did. And you fell over, so yeah, I was riding the
0: night pretty heavy in that semi-final campaign. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I was the bloke in the first race that just happy to be there at the end. Well, we of the had the pick in it.
2: the grand final. He backed Manly in the grand final, yeah. I, just, I had
0: to take the Roosters. And I was actually, do do? I was very stunned about that. But you know, at the end of the day, you, you did it the right and proper way. You had the draw. You went the long way around the mountain, but we yep. got a result. So and, Brock, uh, rightfully on top, Brock, inaugural champion. But let's kick it off for this year. Starting off Thursday night, it's the kickoff, it's the rivalry game, it's the Rabbitohs versus the Sydney Roosters at ANZ
2: Stadium. And uh, Brock, we'll let the champion tip first. Um, I'm going to go the Roosters, obviously, uh, especially with South's injuries, but also remembering last year that South absolutely murdered the Roosters in this game, um, gave them a real good touch up, so uh, opening game of the season embarrassed East. So I think. Uh, on the back of having the World Club Challenge here, that definitely helped. Um, I think they'll be ready to go, the Roosters. Well, I think, uh, gossip you
0: put something up today of the Rabbitohs putting footage up about that dramatic try and the Roosters retweeted them and said, do we have to send through what that happened in round 26? I love it. Yeah, <laughs> It's a beauty. You've got to love that rivalry.
1: It's the best rivalry in Australian sport, in my
0: opinion. Right, absolutely outstanding. What about you, mate? Uh, number two, you get, you get second pick of the lot here.
1: Sure, I've got to go to the Roosters too boys um, Watching the, the World Cup Challenge are impressed The Chooks And oh, I mean also the Bunnies They were good against the Dragons But the Dragons geez, they were, <laughs> That was ordinary performance by them But um, yeah. Um, yeah You've got to say the Chooks
0: yeah, well, I'm on the Roosters. I was big on them last year. I'm massive on them again. If they don't win the Comp in Myers, I think that's a massive letdown because that side is just absolutely loaded. But uh, the lone Friday night fixture, this will only be uh, for one week. Next week, we go back to the double. It's ANZ Stadium again, and what a cracker this one's looking to be. It's the Bulldogs versus the Broncos. They've took Benny Barber, and they won't let Hoffman go the other way. I'm feeling a bit of bad blood again in this one. Mm, who you got? Me. I'm going the Bulldogs. Yep. Uh, I don't care that they don't have a fullback. That forward yeah. pack is ridiculous. Uh, Des Hasler can't do wrong twos in a row. The bite is there from round one. That's a good thing. Tony Williams cannot play any worse. I've got expectations on the forward pack, not so much the backs, but I think they'll, they'll be able to win just by batching Brisbane out of the yeah. game. Yeah.
2: Judging uh, the form line, I know you don't really have a great form line this time of the year, but the, uh, the Broncos look like they struggled with the Warriors forward pack in that uh, last trial game, and they the Broncos are pretty much um, a full strength. So I'm going to pick the dogs, uh, but. I've got my concerns over the Bulldogs, especially if they can't find someone to fill in at fullback, but uh, I think the conditions um, here will suit. It's going to be a damp surface, soggy surface, especially if we get some more rain, so I think that'll suit the dogs. They'll just play up the middle, and I don't think Brisbane will be able to handle it. I'm going to go to the Drongos, the old Broncos. Oh. Um. <laughs> he's, at, he's at his best again here. He's yeah. always got to buck the
0: trend at some point, don't you?
1: I can just tell. I mean, if the Broncos lose this first game, the Knives are going to be out already for the Broncos. I know it's only one game, but mm. there's so much pressure up north from um, ex players and the press and media and whatnot up there, and they've just got to win it, boys. I know, I know it's only around one, but they really do. They've got to start the season well. If the Dogs lose, then people are just going to go, oh, well, you know, they'll get in there. Hazel will get them there, but geez,
0: the Broncos have really got to win this one. Yeah, well, the Knives are definitely out for Griffin, but uh, kicking off on Saturday. At Sporting Bet Stadium. Uh, your two crew, you blokes over here, or Brock's a Titans and a Panthers man, but you're a Panthers man. Uh, we've got them playing the Newcastle Knights. Uh, no Jared Mullen. We don't quite know the makeup yet. Supposedly, Gidley will be playing nine, and Boyd will be staying at the back with Dobson and the halves with Roberts. But uh,
2: what are we feeling? I think the Panthers will win. Um, Plain and simply because of that, Mullins out. There's conjecture over where they're going to play. I think Penrith are looking to start uh, their home season uh, on a high, and I think, again, conditions will suit um, and Penrith to win. Dossip, but do you reckon Chow? Yeah, I'm going to go the Panthers as well. Um, yeah, Mullins a huge factor uh, why I'm picking the Panthers and the
1: Panthers as well. Um,
2: Traditionally, they like Saturday football. They always seem to win on a Saturday. They hate Sundays, but they win on a Saturday. So, mm. um, so they yeah. can go over to the Panthers after, mate. <laughs> right, I think Have so. a few I think sherbets and yeah. maybe uh, put on a free feed for them. Tops. <laughs> Great times. <laughs> All the more reason to play better. All right. Well, clean sweep on the
0: pennies right there. But the other one, the one I'm looking forward to, even though there may be one or two players missing, it's at Brookvale. Uh, there's plenty of hate. A couple of grand finals play between them. It's the Manly Seagulls. Versus the Melbourne Storm, uh, I'll go first. I've tipped Manly. I absolutely hate saying that, but there's still question marks over whether Billy and Cooper are going to play. And even if they do play, I think virtually having no time uh, in the off season there with the boys in the trial games or anything of that regard, I think it might take a week or two for that to kind of come back together for Melbourne. So I'm
2: going Manly. Uh, I think they're, they're always fast starters The Storm, I'm going to tip the Storm um, I think Man, uh, Manly are traditionally A little bit slow out of the blocks um, I like the Storm I think they're well coached uh, I just think if, if the big three play And they're anything near their best Manly's a massive rivalry game Especially with Manly sort of beating them Last year really, didn't they? Melbourne So the back end, um, yeah. yeah, they got it over them So I think this will be a bit of a statement game for the Storm Especially away from home at Brookvale Tough place to go, I'm going to tip the
1: Storm would you start say it was at Brookville yeah, Brookville, it's a Brookville. yeah. yeah I, I've got to go Manly I think uh, like you said the, the Storm haven't really had much of a chance to gel until the back
0: of last last year so um, yeah I think Manly yep well the game to finish us off 1300 Smile Stadium it's the Cowboys versus the Canberra Raiders again uh, one that should be a little bit interesting, Donnie Ferner, or David Ferner, should I be saying, headed up there now. Probably gave a bit of the inside scoop. Canberra uh, looking to miss Shillington, possibly Lars as well. Uh, Coots missing for the Cowboys. But we heard that Michael Morgan's been thrown in to that fullback role, and if, if that works out, I think that's brilliant, because I really like him. He's a great ball-runner. Uh, he can add what you need in a fullback back as far as ball-playing is concerned, so I'm, I'm getting right behind that,
2: and I'm on the Cowboys. Yeah, statement game for the Cowboys back in 13-plus. Brilliant. Yeah,
1: exactly. I was about to say I plus, uh,
0: Cowboys easy. easy, one. Great times. Well, here's the stinker of the round, I think, if we uh, look at it on paper. <laughs> it's the first Sunday game. It's the Channel 9 game, which is very suitable, so you have to wait the bloody hour on delay to get a look at it. But it's the St. George Illawarra Dragons versus the West Tigers, another one uh, at ANZ Stadium. Uh, we've got Dugan missing. We've obviously got the Garvey drama. The Tigers have had a, a very disruptive pre-season for what hasn't been spoken. A lot of their players carrying niggles, a couple off surgery, so... Uh, it's going to be pretty interesting. I'm going to go with the Dragons, but I'm really not confident at all. The only thing that's steering me away from the Tigers is that Brooks, Simona, Nofaluma, Galloway, they've just had a lot of guys that have had a really disrupted pre season.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go to the Dragons. I've got no reason not to think that they'll uh, put in a pretty good performance. If they're ever going to put one in, it's now. I mean, they're under pressure, new combinations. Charity Shield wasn't real good, so I think they'll flip that form line, and the Tigers just don't look that good on paper. Yeah, I'm
1: going to go the other way, boys. I'm going to get the Tigers and an upset. Um, I just think that the Dragons are just aren't the Dragons that Duke, and he was everything for the Dragons at the end of last year. And um, he's the only one that seems to bust tackles, get line breaks. The only one that looks
2: interested, actually. So, I mean, the Tigers are win this one. Who mm.
0: slots the fullback? Fullback for the. Uh, he said that Quinlan's going to get it. Okay, I don't mind. Quinlan, Quinlan was an actual fullback before they played him in the halves last year, but he's very versatile. Uh, yeah. Price is a big fan, said he's been rewarded for his hard work, so oh, good. he's going to get the crack of the work. Yeah. But uh, moving on to the other one, I'm really looking forward to this game. It's not something you can say very often about Parramatta, but new coach, new spine, uh, and the Warriors. I reckon the Warriors are going to be brilliant. But that one there at Perth Tech Stadium in Parramatta, Sunday night footy. I reckon it'll be a cracker. I'm on the Warriors, plain and simple, but I think we'll see a much improved Parramatta side. Yeah, this
2: game worries me. I, was, I said it previously when we were um, speaking to Andrew from Sporting Bit that um, you know last year everyone was tipping the Warriors to towel power in this game and um, it went the other way. Parramatta came out and smashed the Warriors. But I want to tip the Warriors. I think it'll be a lot closer than what people think and Parramatta will give a good showing.
1: Warriors too, boys. Um, I had to go back to the Niners, but she's the Warriors, they really, if they threw that away,
0: I think they'd be pretty pretty cranky, pissed off at themselves about that, and um, I think they'll be unhappy chappies and give Parramatta a bit of a serve. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, and to finish us off, Monday Night Football, Battle of the Beaches. I'm absolutely looking forward to this one again, because it's just, it's forward pack on forward pack. you got Gallon, for Fafita, you've got a couple of angry mugs there and they're coming up against the likes of Bird. Harrison and Taylor, it's the Cronulla Sharks at home at Ramonda Stadium versus the Titans. Brock, what do you think? Titans.
2: I'm going with them. I'll give give them a chance early. If they stab me in the back again like they did last year, I'll be quick to, to drop them on the floor.
0: Well, I'm a bit worried about your centre combination, and for that reason, I'm going to be going the Sharks. I, I think, think um, it'll just be a game in the middle.
2: Albert Kelly, I think, might be an next factor. Todd Carney for the uh, Sharks, obviously. I think one of them will bust the game open. Um, yeah, we... Otherwise, I don't think you, the Sharks aren't real good on the edges well, either. Well, so. I think, you know,
0: my theory, when they play at the prison, they get the results. I'm backing them at the prison.
2: Well, it was a great game last year. It was, a, it was a Sunday night game last year, round one, and I think it was 12-10, so I expect something similar. Well, Gossip, you're know, the icebreaker here. What do you got?
1: Yeah, well, I usually like going the underdog in uh, Monday night footy because more often than not, it comes up trumps. But um, look, I'm going to go the sharks. I think the sharks
0: be uh, too strong for them. Well, this is uh, looking pretty good to start off with. We got a, about two or three different, so uh, we're going to find a bit of a score difference straight away from week one. So mm. no, I'll, be t- I'll be ahead straight away, tops. Good to have you back on. <laughs> good to have you back on board, brother. We got uh, the tips. We'll see how the predictions work out at the end of the year, and uh, we look forward to speaking to you week to week. No worries, boys. I'll give you some gossip next week. No worries, mate. See you, buddy. buddy. A big thanks to Mr. Gossip as always, and just to wrap things up here, Brock's got our first sporting bet, charity bet of the year. And Brock, what
2: have we got? Uh, we're going to take a three-leg multi: the Penrith Panthers to beat the Newcastle Knights at a dollar seventy-four; the North Queensland Cowboys to defeat the Canberra Raiders at a dollar thirty-three; and the New Zealand Warriors to beat the Parramatta Eels at a dollar sixty. That all uh, accumulates into the odds of three dollars seventy. So, yep. hopefully, we can get that. Uh, Get that over the line this week and uh, kick off the year with a winning start. Mm, so
0: taking out the 100 that uh, gets put on for free for us, that would be a nice $270 thrown in the bank. Uh, I believe we're still taking in uh you know discussion.
2: Yeah, we're, still, we're getting close to finalising a charity,
0: so yeah, we've broken down the options. But uh if you've got any other suggestions, if you're still out there on Twitter or Facebook or anything, feel free to uh throw them in while we're still considering options. But for now that wraps us up. Get ready for round one. Uh, if you want to contact us on Twitter, it's at fifth and last. That's the letter N, not the word and the email is fifth and last podcast at hotmail.com. and on Facebook just head up to the search bar and type in fifth and last NRL podcast. Just a quick message before we go. Uh, we obviously posted the important message to hopefully get to any subscribers on iTunes. Uh, the transition is a weird one. iTunes actually haven't sent us an email yet. So what we're going to do is post this podcast on both Audioboo and Podomatic, and figure out which well, we're one. Going to,
2: we're going to do that for probably the next six weeks to make sure everyone transitions over. Mm. So. And we're
0: going to figure out which one's obviously got the feed. And uh, I saw a few people on Twitter asking us if we could post the new iTunes feed link once we know it. So we'll make sure that we do that over the next couple of weeks, like Brock said. So everything is as smooth as possible. But for now, guys, uh, enjoying round one, and thank God the football's back.
1: Bring it on! Give us small Give us more! Where are you going? Where are you... What's going on here? Is that it? Is that it?